Hey everyone, I hope this finds you well on this Monday in Holy Week. Yesterday, of course, we celebrated Palm Sunday, the Sunday of the Passion, and we experienced the whiplash that comes each year as we move from those cries of Hosanna as Jesus enters the city in triumph and glory to the cries of crucify him as he stands in judgment before Pilate. As we begin this Holy Week together, the church in her wisdom asks us to slow down and to take each of the events in that last week of Jesus's life one by one, asks us to slow down so that we can take them in and perhaps even allow them to change us. And on this Holy Monday, we're given a story from John chapter 12, verses 1 through 12. It's actually a story that comes just before Jesus's entry into the city. Jesus finds himself at a dinner party in the home of Lazarus and his sisters Martha and Mary. We last saw Lazarus, of course, two Sundays ago, the fifth Sunday in Lent, in that remarkable story of his being raised from the dead. Lazarus, come out, Jesus had said, and the dead man did. He came out and his family and friends unbound him and set him free. It's a remarkable foreshadowing and foretaste of the joy of Easter. And it's actually in that story that Jesus famously says, I am resurrection and I am life. Jesus is still in their home, no doubt enjoying their hospitality and still celebrating the great gift of Lazarus's return among them. But it's actually his sister Mary who steals the show. For while they're at dinner, Mary takes a pound of nard, Nard is a very costly and expensive perfume that scholars think probably came from as far away as the Himalayas. And the amount of nard she has would have been worth a year's wages. She takes this costly, expensive perfume and breaks it open and pours it over Jesus's feet and then wipes them with her hair. It's an act of shocking extravagance. And it no doubt takes everyone at dinner by surprise. In fact, Judas, we're told, even is upset that it's wasteful and that the money should have been given to the poor. But Jesus, who, of course, cares for the poor much more than Judas ever did, Jesus nonetheless loves what Mary does, praises it. And I think he loves it because it reminds him of himself I don't know about you, but I have done some crazy things for love's sake. And the scriptures bear witness to the fact that the God who made us and loves us can get a little carried away for love's sake too. No doubt Mary's extravagance reminded Jesus of that first miracle he performed at a wedding in Cana of Galilee, where he turned water into wine and not just any wine, but the best wine. It no doubt reminded him of those stories he liked to tell about the love of God, about the shepherd who leaves 99 to search for the one, and the woman who throws a giant party for one coin found, and the father who throws an extravagant party for the prodigal son come home. Jesus no doubt praises Mary because it reminds him of what will come, the extravagant love that he is about to show gathering his friends for that last supper and giving them his very body 
and blood as food for the journey. Going from there to be arrested and tried and hung on that cross, arms stretched wide in love that we might all come within the reach of his saving embrace, an act of extravagant love that sets us free, pouring out his life that we might have life. Jesus praises Mary because Mary reminds him of himself, reminds him of a God who loves liberally, who forgives impulsively, who gives generously, who wastes love extravagantly and finds that nothing is wasted. Judas's complaint would make sense only in a world of scarcity, but that's not the world in which we live. That is not how it is in the divine economy. That's not how it is when we're talking about love. Love is never a zero-sum game. In fact, it's quite the opposite. Love is that thing that as we give it away, returns to us. That as we give it away, grows. This is the truth of this week, the truth that as we walk through these days, we will come to see again, and I hope to trust for ourselves, that the love of God poured out in this week is never lost, that nothing there is lost, but returns to us and sets us free. So as we walk with Jesus to the cross, and then through the darkness of death to that bright light of Easter morning, May we see how God's profligate love is the only thing we need and how God's profligate love sets us free and how God only asks that we return some measure of love in return and allow that love to change us. I'll leave you with the collect for this Monday in Holy Week. Almighty God, whose most dear son went not up to joy, but first he suffered pain and entered not into glory before he was crucified. Mercifully grant that we, walking in the way of the cross, may find it none other than the way of life and of peace. Through Jesus Christ, your son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. May the love of God be poured richly into your heart and into mine this week as we walk the way of the cross and find it to be the way of life and of peace. God bless you.